Thank you for joining me for episode nine of Civil Tension. Can't believe we're already at episode nine. We've been doing this for nine weeks already. Thank you very much. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast with, of conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. And again, the intention of our podcast is to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind us even when we profoundly disagree. It's okay to disagree. Uh, civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also now follow us on Twitter at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining uh, the Civil Tension podcast group, and you can also contact us directly if you uh, decide you'd like us to talk about certain topics by sending an email to civiltension at gmail.com. And, of course, Civil Tension is created and produced by me, your host, Peter Galt, brought to you by Coffee and Breakfast, <laughs> and along with, of course, the support of uh, our co-hosts here, guests and gracious listeners, would you please, co-hosts, introduce yourself? John Guanci. Tom Sellers. John and Tom, thank you very much for being here. Now, for all of you, the conversation you're about to listen to may contain language and subject matter that some may consider offensive. Everybody at the table, what can you tell me about things that happen when you get offended? What, what, what goes on? Pretty much nothing. Nothing. You're going to be all right. I, I know you are. If we could, please, starting to my left, guests, introduce yourselves. Ken Nicholson. Jerry. Dan Swiak. Bob Gibbons. Bill Haas. Denny Hennessy. Thank you guys for joining us. This week we've actually, we had a few different topics of, of conversation we wanted to consider, but we actually settled into really doing a little bit of follow-up on episode eight. We got into, right at the end there, a pretty, a pretty hefty discussion. We got contentious. Probably the first time we were truly contentious, even though we have contentious topics. But we got into the uh, gun control issues and, moreover, again, talking about how to protect our schools. And I know, Ken, you had some thoughts on this. Would you like to, to lead in with a few thoughts on school protection? Sure. Uh, there, there's nothing profound here. Uh, I, I believe that if you want to change behavior, just make it a little bit more difficult, and you got a good start. And just raise the threshold of, of what allows it to happen. So my thought is that the whole idea of a, of a, a, a complete solution is something we'll never find. We should stop looking for that. And let's come up with smaller things that contribute to difficulty on the part of the guys that want to do us bad. So, for instance, we have metal detectors available to us. You can buy them on Amazon for $6,000. These are pretty darn good machines, uh, airport grade, but uh, your average person is not gonna be able to walk through them with a knife or a gun. And it will make it a little bit more difficult. The kid will have to be a little bit more creative and a little bit more careful if he is gonna you know, do mayhem in our schools. We. We burn $5,000 on idiocy at every school I ever heard of once a week. So why every not? Day. But I don't hear this from anybody in a position of power. Well, you're talking about making it harder, so okay, they're changing the laws. Well, this is the classic reaction after every shooting. We're going to make the law stricter and tougher. It doesn't stop it. It doesn't change it. You're making it harder. I, and, and still, 
your, your guns are going to be easily available. Chain, People chain. are going to find human nature. You're going to find a way to get into that school. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about port, point of focus making it harder. Changing access ability to guns doesn't change anything. It's been proven many times. I don't think this table needs to deal with it. Making it a little bit more difficult for a kid to come up with a gun simply ain't going to function. It doesn't help. I agree. But I agree if you put that. if if you if you hire a security guy that knows what he's doing to design a lockdown process so kids can't get in except through metal detected doors, whatever you whatever that proper term is, right? And uh, uh, and the things that go with that, it has to be professionally done. We can't just hang a metal detector on one door and, and watch magic happen. But if if you make a plan and make a metal detector the center of it. I think the kids would respect it and uh, and be grateful for it. I, we send everybody through it. We send teachers through it, janitors, kids, everybody. And I sternly disagree with something Bill said earlier that the standard reaction is to make the laws a little, little bit stricter after a shooting. Uh, the standard reaction after a shooting is to do nothing. Uh, look what happened after after Sandy Hook. Um, look what's happened at every mass shooting since then. We talk about some action. Um, and then immediately we're shut down by those who say it imposes Second Amendment rights. And whether it does or not, we are seeing a uh, we are seeing a major uh, change, of course, in that we're actually doing something, and uh, we're having a very valuable discussion on doing something. Now, if you're like the Florida 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 legislator that has a serious discussion or does, chooses not to have a serious discussion, then um, then that's that's something entirely different. But I feel that we are, what, what we're seeing as uh, citizens is we are seeing something actually getting done for once, and that is good news, I think. Absolutely. It's, you don't hear about it in the standard media, but there are a lot of people taking very positive action here. There are a lot of volunteer teachers that are already trained, that are being more heavily trained by their school districts and supported, that are going to protect their own schools. It is a great start. You don't hear about it, but we've graduated 13,000 teachers from school with, I can't remember the name of it, but the word faster is in it, um, in Ohio, uh, who are now in classrooms with a gun in their belt, and those schools are the places that I would be more comfortable sending my kids. That's, yeah, I, I don't think I would be comfortable sending my kid to a school where a teacher's got a gun in his belt. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just don't don't agree with that. The, uh, these we're not we're not uh, asking the teachers to do this. It's strictly volunteer. Well, our president has has asked the teachers to do it, and yeah, I don't think I, that's. Uh, there are a lot uh, of people who quite you know, properly aren't comfortable with that. Well, the the reason I say that is because okay. Let's let's go with your metal t detector uh, uh, theory here. Uh, you put a metal detector in front of a door. Okay, sure. The kids can't come in with a gun, but the teachers can. So what happens? Okay, the guy that wants to um, uh, overpower a teacher or a group of guys that want to overpower a teacher can do so. Take their gun and boom, boom, boom. You've got the same thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. The thing that does make sense is education. Look at what we've done in education in terms of, of smoking. Um, uh, people uh, now have made it a, a must 
uh, almost that their kids don't smoke. They try and teach them don't smoke. It's not good for you. We keep hammering it in their heads when they're when they're small, so that they aren't smoking anymore. If we do the same thing with guns and say, look, if you see somebody with a gun, report it. If you see somebody with a with a uh, uh, with a problem as far as uh, uh, their you know something that they've got something in their psyche, report it. See, and, well, that's worked well. We see it's, 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 it's all the FBI. You see it on it. It's really sad that we laugh at that when 17 kids are dead because the FBI couldn't get through, couldn't get their act together. Cause well, it wasn't. It's, the FBI was stymied by the tradition and the orders that go with that tradition of political yeah. correctness in one sort or, or another, one form or another. That's the cause of the thing. Where, for politically co correct reasons, as I have been reading, it simply wasn't reported at the level it should have been to the to the constabulary. Now, I don't, I don't know the degree, and I don't know the details, but I've read that uh, position about five times from people I respect. Which was the major problem with the county sheriff's office, too. Yes, sir. So the issue that Dan brings up, I think it's really a fabulous one, is that it really comes down to the issue of mindset. There's no reason to talk about gun control, but there is a reason to talk about the mindset of this toxic gun culture that we have promoted under the auspice of our Constitution. Okay, And that is that what we have here is that we have uh, this notion that you want to send teachers into uh, a school with guns on their belts. Why don't prison guards have guns when they're in the prison? They do. Population? No, they don't. No, they don't. No, no they, they don't. The population. No, they no. don't. Not anymore. And the reason they don't is because of that exact reason to be overpowered and to have that gun taken away from them and used forcibly against them. Now, I don't want to draw any bad analogies, but because I'm really good at it, I will. And that is that <laughs> and if we have a prison population <laughs> policy that you don't want your guards in there um, because of the aforementioned why do you want your teachers in there among a population that we consider to be possibly hostile and possibly violent ergo the things that we have seen among our youth because of a variety of different reasons but the root cause of it to Dan's point is that we should consider guns to be just like cigarettes they are toxic they are bad for you and we should absolutely weed out over time this idea that people have the right to defend themselves because it obviously isn't working very well for us. There's nothing wrong with looking to a root cause and a 200-year history of violence in this country, especially against people of color, and they are and it doesn't take you anywhere but more people of color dying, and I'm sorry, that just isn't acceptable within a constitutional republic. Okay, John, take a breath. <laughs> take a breath. Gotta, and, and come back down. <laughs> wow. So many wow. Poor. That was that was definitely I'm that was I definitely won't. something. I, I noticed um, that. Uh, uh, let, uh, let me interrupt you just a second, Bob, please. Tom, I noticed that John set you off quite a bit there. <laughs> you you almost seemed like you were in pain. So I, I want to give you a chance to alleviate that pain that you're feeling. And then, Bob, I'm going to come back to you if that's okay. I'm, of course. I'm, I'm going to be okay. I, I wasn't expecting what I just witnessed, but okay. <laughs> First, real quick to the point about about having teachers with guns and, and, and metal detectors. And I understand the argument about it, but here's where I disagree. 
to use the, the, the analogy of smoking, how we've got to this point, the smoking is unacceptable. How long did it take to get here? 30 years, maybe 40. At least. And they're still smoking. It, at least. At, yes. And you know what? The percentages are not much better than they not, were 20 years ago. I don't know about that. I would, I would disagree with that. Well, let's just say for, for some so to argue about it, it took 20 years to make it a socially unacceptable hey. habit. We're looking at a problem that's been systemic for a long time. This is just, it's more notable now because we hear about it more. But here's my question, and the question we raised at some point. Do we have the time to wait to re-educate re and, and change the moral fiber of kids at home, or do we fix the hole that's leaking now? I think and we I say do we both. fix it now. Well, well yeah. yes, you have to, here's, here, my, my position is the same. Plug the hole. Fix the problem after you've plugged the hole. Stop the shootings as best you can, and now begin the re-education and re-moral re fiber thing. You're gonna—it's gonna take both. But it's a, it's a big hole. Yes, and I'm gonna—and that's all I got to say about that. Now, over this gun thing that John just brought up, I—I <laughs> I don't, I, I don't agree. I, I don't agree at all. I mean, if you're saying, and I—and I felt like you were saying that you were advocating to disarm everybody, is that kind of what I heard? My contention is, is that whatever <laughs> has to happen has to happen, that everything is on the table. And I think to Donald Trump's point, take the guns away first, and then we'll deal with the matter of due process. Exactly. Okay, Southern Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I, I, I think that was kind of taken out of context just a little bit, but that's okay. I can, I can, I can, oh, it, I, oh, it I, was. It, yeah. Oh. I okay, feel that makes it okay for him to say that then. Just uh, he was joking, it's, guys. It's all right. Don't worry. No, no. I don't think it's okay to take it out of context. Yes, that's at my all. point. Um, and I, I am going to be on the side of Tom here. John, I, I don't agree with you, but that's okay. I, I, it's certainly contentious. I, I will not ever give up the right to protect myself, to protect my family, to protect my home. And the Second Amendment was not written so we could go hunting. Nor nor be part of a militia. It was one of the reasons then. It is not required as a reason now. Okay, Correct. so all the Founding Fathers wanted us to have muskets in our home. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's what we got to do. You know, there were, there were some serious gun control policies in the 13 colonies. It wasn't until D.C. versus Heller in 2008 that our good friend Antonin Scalia... He uh, reinterpreted that we have an individual right to hold the weapons. That is true. And ex furthermore, extending the right to all 50 states and the District of Columbia. To assume that the Founding Fathers wanted every, a musket in every home is um, a, just an insane thought because it's not, it wasn't sensible. To use an AR-15 for self-defense now is the same as using a lawsuit back then. It just, people didn't choose to defend themselves with it, and it didn't make sense. Your, so your contention is that the Founding Fathers did not intend for us to own weapons? No, my they absolutely... Was, they, my understanding was that the purpose was to be able to rise, in, rise against rights that were being taken from us by our own government. Absolutely. And that's what the Including Second Amendment being. was written for, mm -hmm. so that we could have a well-regulated militia. That, that Of the people, of by the people. The people. Not the right. Not right. of and we have, Bill, not of Tom, right. not of I Ken. 
It's of the people. That right extends to every citizen within the country of the United States of America to defend yourself against tyranny. That's why the Second Amendment was written. It was written that way because of what our founding fathers and all of the people who essentially started our country just went through with the United Kingdom, the kingdom. They came and were, they came over and were still under the rule, not the governing, but the rule of the kingdom, of the monarchy. They were subjects, not citizens. It is why we have the First Amendment followed immediately by the Second Amendment. So I'm, I firmly believe that. So I'm not in agreement with John's position on this. I'm not actually in agreement with your position on this. I'm leaning more toward Tom, but I do believe that we have, that's why that was written that way. We have the right to defend ourselves against tyranny, not just someone who may break into our house or come rob the store we're working at. We do have the right to protect ourselves, the right to life, liberty, and Sorry, go ahead. I, I just, I'm sort of hoping to, to get back on topic a little bit. Yeah, I'd we like to fix something. You know, I, I'm on Tom's side. I want to plug the hole. And I also agree with these people that, you know, uh, the violent video games are poisoning our kids and, and we need to help the attitudes of our kids. All of oh, do we all agree with that? But it's going to take time to do that. We don't even know how to do that yet. I don't think there's anybody in this country that really could put together a program that would do that effectively. I, it's, that's well, going to... That's well, not complicated. It's called censorship. Lock it down. Oh, now, Be done with now it. You, so, now you'll open up another a whole so other you, can of worms. It starts at home. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, okay, let, me, let me finish my sentence, then you come in, Bill. Okay. I, I just want to, I think there are, we need to do everything we can in small pieces here and there to stop the problem now, to plug the hole. I don't see a downside to metal detectors. I don't see a downside, more complex problem, but a downside to properly trained and properly motivated folks of any nature, be they teachers, volunteer, military guys, whatever, actually with armament defending our schools. Uh, but let's start everywhere we possibly can with better security on the school side while we're trying to figure out what the root cause is. Well, let's you, do it both. You aren't going to get better security paying minimum wage. All right, that doesn't attract quality. I certainly vote you for know, that. But, but yep. again, it's back to starting at home. I mean, look at where we've gone or where we've come to. We were we when we grew up, we were outside running all around the neighborhood, playing pickup games of kickball, soccer, football, baseball, whatever, yep. basketball. Yep. We could go anywhere. Mom would ring the cowbell, and we'd come home for dinner. Our kids, no. We had to set up play dates. They have to join clubs to, to play sporting events and everything. So we already restricted. They're not running around the neighborhood anymore. You know, kids aren't. And now we're talking about putting metal detectors in. And what we're doing is, is we're bringing our children into this shell, and that doesn't help. How are they going to How are they going to raise the next generation? What's I, that going to look? Like? I understand, but oh, hold on. Let I'm, me. I'm. I'm, I'm fair I know Denny was itching to get in on on some of the. So I'm not telling you to shut up because we <laughs> love your input here. But Denny, Denny, jump in on this. Well, I, I agree with Ken 100. percent You have to. You have to. And Tom, you have to plug the hole first. So you know, if I'm cleaning my patio door and I smash and I cut my arm open, 
before we start talking about what rehab I need to do, let's talk about stopping the bleeding, getting it stitched, getting it fixed. There's things like that. I mean, even beyond that, fix the locks on the doors at the school. I, I, I know a lot of kids at a lot of the schools around here, and there's, there's doors around the school, side doors and that, that don't even have locks that work. Or they, they let kids in, you know, mm-hmm. instead of going through the main entrance, it's locked down. They, you know, other kids will let kids in through side doors. So start with the basic things, things that literally could be done today. You could send a maintenance guy to fix a lock on a door, right? And then look at the property. The property is completely open. I, I was driving from Island Lake to Carpentersville for a meeting and went by one of the schools in Carpentersville, and there's a Carpentersville cop car sitting in the parking lot. That's a good deterrent, seeing a cop car there. You know, there's there's a lot of ex-retired cops that I know that would love to do security at a school. They don't need $75,000 a year. There's a lot of ways they can be compensated. But start with that stuff. Because an education thing, to this day, I'm, I'm the most anti-smoking person in the world. My dad, my uncle, my aunt. I have a lot of people that have died from lung cancer. My dad was 52. It says on the package, if you do this, you will die. And to this day, they're 17-year-olds smoking. Who so, can't afford it? Well, it says right. you could die. It doesn't say you will die. That's not No, true. it says you okay. will die by yeah. doing this. Okay. Hold, hold, on just, hold on just a second because I know yeah. Bill's screaming in his seat, Ken's screaming in his seat, but John it looks like he's about to do the pee-pee dance here. So get it out. I have superb prostate health. So <laughs> Dealing with this, I think what it really comes down to is that I'm reminded of this scene when Sean Connery is talking to Kevin Costner in the movie The Untouchables and they're in a church of all places and Sean Connery asks Kevin Costner what are you willing to do right to get Al Capone that is in Kevin Costner answers I'm willing to do everything that is within the law and he says that's not going to be good enough you have to go further my contention is this I think we all agree that the hole needs to be plugged while we address long-term root root cause issues and all the like. I think where the details and the devil lives is, is what are we actually willing to do to plug the hole? And if that means we have to suspend a little habeas corpus as we have precedent set by Mr. Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States, then let's suspend legal uh, legal due process. Let's actually imprison a few journalists. Let's actually proceed to go about the business of some censorship, again, for the greater good and the greater common good of our fellow man, especially, again, those people who are bearing the brunt of gun violence in this country, which are not sitting at this table and are not of our demographic. So you want to hold people accountable? I'm just What's saying. That? Just that's, crazy. That's, that's radical. Because look at... I mean, the kid shot in Florida. He's the only one not being blamed for his actions. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, I agree with you, John. I, I think we're going down. I think okay. we're going down a slippery slope. I think from two. And I think somebody needs to, to to see if John is feeling okay. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 talk about wait, Fifty wait, Shades wait, wait, of Red. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we are two ships passing in the night. Half of us want to talk about one thing, and half of us want to talk about another thing. Uh, we need to. Uh, we are not staying focused. If we want to talk about the Second Amendment, then we can. If we want to talk about uh, protection schools, then we can. Let's go ahead and start with the protection schools. I agree. All right. So. 
First of all, you um, up the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what's up? Oh, yeah, that, so, so I'm and not. Sa- I'm not saying it's not so my so fault. I'm just saying the problem exists. All right. So if we're talking means. protection schools, you said six thousand dollars for a metal detector. Um, several thousand. Um, several thousand because you're going to need to um, position them, position multiple oh, sure. ones. Sure. You're going to need security guards to um, security guards to man those. Those gates, right? So who pays for the? Who pays for it? Who Wait, why are you asking that question? Who are you cares? seriously putting a dollar amount on the exactly. value of the lives of the kids? Because it matters. Because what's going to happen is the school districts are going to have to pay for it, and District 155 can afford a lot more protection than some district in the South Side of Chicago, and that's the big problem. If you want to create a state. Um, a state government task force that is in charge of it, I am all for it. Spend more Give money. A, uh, get, that's what you're going to have to do, unfortunately. Okay, and so yeah, and taxes are going to go up. We're, so. we're gonna, okay, the solution to plug the hole is immediately, when you get right down to it, is more money. We're going to have to spend money no matter how, how we want to, or how we're going to spend it. We have to acknowledge first, we got to spend more money. We got a huge hole, and it's the same as if you've got a leak in the plumbing in your basement. For Tom's You're analogy, going to spend money. You're gonna spend money. So we're gonna spend money. How are we gonna spend it? Are we going to make our schools more secure? That's probably the very first thing that should be done. How are we going to do that? Are we going to put a cop car in the parking lot? Are we going to have a, uh, a school officer? We actually have a school officer up in uh, Richmond, at, at the Richmond Burton High School up there. Uh, we have, are we going to install are we going to go ahead and install uh, metal detectors? Is that a good idea? They were doing that way back in the early '80s when I was in school. You know, there were, and, and I think I mentioned that in a, an episode past. So this is this is not new stuff. It's what are we willing to spend the money on to fix the problem, make our schools more secure? Does that mean allowing teachers who want to carry? And you know, I think earlier you said no. Trump said they have to. No, he he said Never whoever. Said Whoever wants to. If you want to do it voluntarily, that's great. Do it. And and I think if you've got the proper training and you want to carry and you're a teacher, I don't have a problem with that. I went to a grade school that taught gun safety in Missouri. It's Why is that an issue? Why aren't we doing that now? Because it's, in not, the state it's, of Illinois, it's, it's, it's well, not the same in Missouri as it is in the city of Chicago. The other thing is that... But should not kids in the city of Chicago understand the proper use and safety of firearms if they, if and where in Chicago, they are so grossly prevalent, phenomenally in an illegal capacity and an illegal presence but but there's also the there's also the point that i'm i'm trying to and i I didn't uh, maybe make it earlier but there's also that point that if you are not properly trained okay if you're not a police officer if you're not if you're not trained as an officer to look for certain things if you're if you're teaching and maybe jerry can speak to this because she was a teacher but if you're teaching and you you don't necessarily look for those things every day, uh, for those little things that may occur, okay, what happens? You get a person that comes into that school with a gun and you get a teacher that comes out with a gun and all of a sudden they both start shooting 
And what if the teacher shoots a kid? Then what happens? Then who are you going to blame? Are you going to blame the person that came into school with the gun? Or are you going to blame that teacher that had a gun? Well, then there's, then the there's, there's, the, there's, the whole, there's the whole point. There's the crux of the thing. I don't think that there's a, that there's a, um, as I mentioned last week, I think there was a, you know, there was a family unit. I think the family unit has broken down. We have to, we have to reestablish the family unit in this country. And if that takes a little more effort, if that's, you know, I, I agree with, with, uh, uh, with Tom that we have to plug the hole, but throwing money at something never, has never always done that. Okay, it's never always done that, and the other thing is that the, that the um, uh, just by just by uh, you know you have to start somewhere. You can't just you can't just sit back and say, well, it happened. Well, it happened. Well, it happened. You got to start somewhere, and if it and if you and if you say, okay, we're going to put metal detectors in every school, fine. Then we have to do it. But if we're if we're going to get away from uh, get away from our our uh, uh, culture of violence, if you will, uh, then I think we need to change the mindset, and that's what's that's where it starts. Changing the mindset on a culture of violence is a huge topic, which diverts from where we're at right now. But it's a good <coughs> one, and maybe we'll address that here soon. Since Dan just called you out there, Jerry, and I know that, Tom, you're squirming like crazy oh, now, good. and Bob, you've got your hand up. Did you want to respond? Well, there's a lot of things I could say. Um, I think in, it depends on the... You don't have to have a gun to hurt people in the classroom. We had a kid in, in my school that was poking kids with sharp pencils on the bus, and there was no disciplinary action taken. So um, the, the answer was she went to a different school. She didn't get counseling. Um, that wasn't right. That wasn't any more right than anybody coming in and shooting up a bunch of people with a gun. She was terrorizing kids in the classroom and out of the classroom. And well, they didn't call it. the FBI either. So. It, well, <laughs> and she was doing it in such a way that the teacher couldn't catch her at it. You have to think, when you're in the front of a classroom or even if... I walked around my classroom all the time. I can't see everything that goes on. So to make the teacher 100% responsible for everything happening in the classroom is... Sounds absurd. A little bit. Because they're, I mean, kids tore my desks up because they could. And I couldn't catch them at it. And unless you catch them at it, you, you can't do anything about it. Well, And you've got a situation where you're one person, one adult in a room of... Most commonly, it seems now, anywhere between 20 to 30-plus kids. Yeah. And so, you know, of course you can't. I, I challenge and, anybody sitting at this table that hasn't been in a classroom and tried to be in control of it to go in there and do it for a week. You get a different perspective because you, one person being in charge of 30 individuals who oftentimes just have a lot of agendas that have nothing to do with the classroom, mm -hmm. um, it, it's next to impossible so you do the best you can do and in my classroom I told them it was a safe zone and if I saw if I caught people giving each other a hard time or if I knew that somebody was not you know applying themselves in the in the way that made the the world a safe place or 
a learning space in my classroom, I addressed it. But I never had to make a seating chart. Make it work. If it works, we're all going to get along. If it doesn't, you're not going to like the way I fix it. Teacher taking control of class, much like a parent taking control of their child. What's There's, that called? Exactly. Loco parentis? <laughs> Accountability. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, so, it, well, when the teacher. That's a new concept. Which, probably another show as well. Yeah, probably. Tom, why don't you jump in now? I know you've thank been you, Thank here. you. Um, going to going to the point about uh, back to about uh, having a, having teachers that are armed. You know, first thing is nobody said let's have every every teacher armed. That's that's the first thing. Secondly, if those teachers prefer to do that, then they should be allowed to. I per, I'm not one saying let's put a gun in every teacher's hands because I don't want them in that spot. What I am saying though is this: whether it is it, it's it's metal detectors and armed guards at strategic locations, I don't care what the answer is. Here's what I know for sure: it's not going to eliminate all of them. No, I don't care what you do. You're still going to have some bad things happen. However. If we try to fix the culture at home for the next 30 years, we can plan on having these same conversations on and on and on and on. I would like to lessen the number of, of, of these conversations by plugging the damn hole. Secondly, you know, the money that we talked about, well, it's, gonna, it's expensive. You bet your butt anything that's, that needs to be done is expensive. But let me throw this by you. If it costs $100,000 per school to bring in metal detectors and bring in armed security at some point in a school of roughly 3,000 people, how much does that come down to per household? The answer is 33 bucks. I promise you, when my kids were in school, if the school would have said we, in light of what we've been seeing going on in the last several years, we've decided to take these steps to improve your child's safety, it will cost you $33 a year. Who is going to say no? And think about the level of money. A decent-sized football team at the high school level spends more than $100,000 on gear. The helmets are $35,000, $40,000. Take some of the administrative staff money. Does a superintendent in Round Lake or, or in, in Prairie Grove need $500,000 a year salary? Now you're talking, well, I mean, but let's not open that one up. Right. <laughs> now you open a can. That's right. a totally different can. And well, we're coming up with all kinds of topics here for, for future episodes. Bob, why don't you jump in here real quick? I know that you wanted to. No problem. Um, I, I think that uh, I think that what has been brought up, we have some pretty solid solutions. We definitely do want to uh, protect our schools, and we have set some admirable goals. I think I think the important thing is to make sure that it's state funded, so that there's an there's an equal amount of money that goes around. And secondly, can we stop talking about arming teachers? It's absolutely an insane idea to arm teachers. You know, to um, teachers are there to teach. They're not there to save lives, all right? Have some armed bodyguards, I'm okay with that. Have several armed bodyguards, I'm okay with that. But if you want to arm teachers, arm them with the ability to teach properly. Give them all the textbooks they need. Give them all the supplies they need. Don't uh, take away their um, their tech their um, tax uh, write off for spending supplies in their classroom. These are all simple things that we have to be able to do. If you want to put armed bodyguards in schools, do that. But don't expect the teachers. 
to teach and also double as bodyguards. Okay. And agreed. I agree. Agreed. We Great. talk. We sit here and talk about plugging the hole, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard anything here yet today that actually plugs the hole. Yeah, that was my question. You know, we're gonna, how are you the hole. It narrows the hole. We're beating around the bush. Tom, I agree with you. You can do metal detectors. You can put a cop out in front of a school. The kid will go in the back door. You, you know, you can have. Hopefully, maybe you can get quality guards with it. That you know, ex SEAL team guys. You know, that'd be great, but it's not going to stop it. That's not going to plug the hole. It'll slow the leak down maybe a little bit, but it is not plugging the hole. So what plugs the hole? What's going to stop it completely? That's the question. There isn't isn't a thing. It took decades for this to develop to where it's at. It's going to take decades to get out of it. Should we allow that? You know, it's not that we we allow it. Should we say that's okay, or can we reduce it by some big factor? So the quick answer is let's, let's go military. The quick answer is that you know, let's 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 put our well, let's not even go there. Let's go uniforms in all schools. Start there. Yeah, they, we can have schools. uniforms in all those schools. They can all have the same exact textbooks. They can all carry around the same little red book. They can all stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. They can all do this. They can learn all their all the chants that they need to. They can be exactly the same. And you know what? They won't be harmed because they'll be harming others. What's what? If I know a lot of a lot, I know four teachers who carry and lock their gun in their car on the way into work. And as they leave work, they get into the driver's seat and they put the gun back on. Right. These people are trained. They could be trained much better at not very much cost, so they are more effective. But they are all trained and they're all already licensed in the state to carry 100% of the time. Why not let them? I'm not saying that we want to ask teachers who have no interest in this area, but people who have a natural interest in this area and already have most of the training, why not encourage that? I mean, what's are there the not teachers that have military backgrounds? Pretty sure a lot are. of them do. Yeah. Sure there are. So in, but we're not, I think I'm, I'm kind of leaning with you right there, Ken. I'm not saying, hey, arm every teacher. I'm saying if they want to carry and Correct. they're comfortable carrying, and, and again, here in the state of Illinois, even a concealed carry, you have to go through training to obtain a license to carry the gun that the state of Illinois said it was okay for you to buy before you got your uh, license to carry. At any rate, it just irritates me so much, that whole process. <laughs> but I think it's, I don't have a problem with teachers who want to, to carry. We're not asking any of them. Carry. I don't have a problem with that. Bob, go ahead. All right. But so we can put that discussion to bed. The teachers care about I, I want to say one thing, and then we can jump over to the Second Amendment and listen to John, who's something wrong with his head today. We can listen to him talk. <laughs> <laughs> all you right. Noticed. We can, all right. Um, when it comes to the issue of teachers having guns, having a gun and getting training at a gun course is an entirely different scenario. When you go into the military, you're trained to work in a combat zone. When you work in a police force, you're handled to work with the civilian populace. If you're a teacher with a gun, you have to be trained to work in a classroom. Agreed. You have to, and that, that is an entire set of things that we don't need to put our teachers through. And if the teachers volunteer for that, <laughs> then they can volunteer to work an after-school program. Well, my 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 Jerry, argument here. shaking your head with, there. My argument here with uh, with you, Peter, is that yes, I agree that teachers 
who want to carry should carry, but they should not carry it in a, in a classroom. They should lock it in their in their car. If well, they, somebody if, walks if, in the door with a gun, how long does it take to get to a car to get a gun? They, they, but what do you mean? kind of missing the point? Here. No, I'm not missing the point. I think you are because, okay. like I said before, what happens? What happens when you? What happens when you when when that teacher shoots a student accidentally because he's trying to shoot the perpetrator, but he shoots the student instead? Then whose whose fault is it? Who gets blamed? I think you'll find that a properly trained person will make that kind of mistake very, very rarely because the very first thing they pound in your head is watch the background of your shot. I don't know about that. I would. I, would, uh, I think we've we, had, we, we have several examples of people with guns uh, misusing them, of using them improperly despite all their training, and we have a, a myriad of examples of that. I think you, you see just it every weekend don't. in Chicago. Yeah, I you just, look at in Chicago. You look at the look at the look at the I videos just don't in think Chicago. You should have. Well, here's there was seventy-five people shot and three people killed. Okay, so go those misuse. are people who are not too well trained to shoot a gun. That's yeah. for sure. I'm starting to go to John's side here. You know what? <coughs> you, know, and let, you know, maybe we should just say forget it. You know, it, maybe it'll line itself up. Maybe it just fixes itself. Yeah. Yeah. We just give guns well, to the kids. I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah it, okay. Okay. As funny as that Plug is, one hole, open up here's, here's the whole. The whole thing that we're not acknowledging, again, we're trying, we, you know, we thought, okay, we're going to talk about making our schools safer. That means putting security measures in place, which means spending money safer. That doesn't stop the whole thing. What we have right now and what we've had for a number of years are schools that are being turned into small war zones. It's what it is. And as crappy as this is going to sound, you're going to have casualties in war zones. It's the way it works. These people who are coming in to kill are coming in to kill. If you want to stop that, we have a huge amount of societal work to do. A huge amount. And it's going to take years because it took us years to get here. Absolutely. Again, I've said it before, when I was in high school, in Missouri, there were guns in the back window of almost every. I'm sorry, there, John. I just because I'm flailing my arms here, I'm punching John right there in this one. Uh, but uh, there were there were guns and gun racks in the back of every friggin' pickup truck. You didn't go out and grab a gun when you got pissed off at somebody. It just that it was, was dishonorable. Not, okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's like you know, you don't shoot Use a guy a in the dick. Yeah, well, then what happened to the mindset? Where did that mindset come from then? That's my point. Look, this we, has been going it, on for decades. It's it, been going. Yeah. I, the, I grew up in Jersey, in New York, and in you know the late '60s, early '70s, there was plenty of fighting going on and, and, and other activities. I mean. Look at the movie West Side Story. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, this is yeah, nothing I, new. No. I understand. I, and I grew up in Chicago, so I understand that. But the, but the thing is that, that you're, you're, we're missing, I think, the point is that we have to start somewhere. And we haven't started. But we're disagreeing about where to start. Well, the, and that's kind of where the problem the, is. The, I mean, if, if well, we're fixing the one, general consensus, I'm waiting for John to tell us where to start. The, <laughs> the general <laughs> consensus. Sure Which John? The, yeah. the general consensus seems to be to put up um, security guards and to put up metal detectors. Those are quick, and, visible no, fixes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And and that and I think that would solve more problems than. 
you can. You had to get Jerry in here. Jerry's got to Jerry's, jump in. No. How much more can we ask a teacher? Jerry looks like she's about to cry, and this is not about. You've oh never, no! You've, ne you've never sat in a teacher's, a faculty meeting. If no. you had ever sat in a faculty meeting, you would never want people armed. And I say that with all seriousness. You would never want to have armed people in a faculty meeting or a school board meeting, ever, because blood would be shed. Well, yeah, just add guns to stop guns. Hmm. Not happening. Right. And, and, and no, doesn't make sense. That's the reason I got out of teaching. Was not about it was not about the stress of dealing with the kids because I loved teaching and wanted to stay there forever. It was about the relationships between the administration and the teachers and the result and effect of the relationships between the teachers. And if there had been guns in the school that I taught in, there would have been bloodshed and it would not have come from the outside. Then that's, that, 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 that's, I understand, and I've heard this before. I, my next door neighbors, very good friends of mine, are both teachers and they will agree with that statement a thousand percent. Completely different problem, in my opinion. That's a problem, that's a grown up problem, not a gun problem. That's, that's people that, for whatever reason, cannot get along in the same room. But see, here's the, here's the deal, and the thing that people often forget, mm -hmm. kids who are bullies grow up to be adults that are bullies. Sure. And adults that are bullies don't understand that they're bullies. That's true. And the people around them often forget that they're bullies. But they're dangerous people. Sure. On a lot of different levels. And you put guns in that environment, it's not going to be pretty. Well, you know, and I came I came from a background of 30 years in the car business, and every story you meet, you may or may not have heard about how aggressive and idiotic we were at times is true. So the answer to that is, if you say, whoop, thank you, <laughs> I started pounding the table. Uh, again, I think we're kind of we're kind of mixing the two problems, and you know, to to the answer of what do we do, we seem to uh, to be in in large disagreement about even short-term fixes right now. So well, I guess I put the question. That, is I, there anybody at this table disagrees with metal detectors and a security plan around them to make it effective? They've been around for decades. Is, no, they're not in use in my high school. No, not mine. Not, they weren't I think they actually Marjorie have Stone, one. It's in the they're back not in every school, but in a lot of inner cities. They weren't, in, they they weren't at Columbine. They weren't at Marjorie Stoneman. They weren't at San Diego. Well, we're going back to they're picking on the areas where there's no gun regulation areas, right? So you're still going to find those areas, all right? Well, I think we ought to pull the anti-gun, the no guns here signs out of the windows. That all by itself will scare off some people who want to come up with a gun and, and do damage. And we have to look at it intelligently. When we're talking about putting these places, these things in place, we have to understand that it is not a 100% fix and never was right. intended to be But it one. can be a 40% fix, I will and take that would be five lives. And think about the parent who is one of those 40% that their kid came home that night. Right. As opposed to sitting here saying, that can't work, this is the real reason. Okay, I, I understand it and probably agree with a good bit of that. If we do nothing, like we've done the past 20 years, 
We'll have this discussion in another month. There's this political MO mm -hmm. that says we can't do anything unless we do this great all-encompassing perfect right. solution right. that nobody will ever agree on. There's no way we can come to consensus. Let's do it bit by bit. Let's get some progress and build on it. If welding don't right. work, let's use glue. It sounds like we're doing a cost-benefit analysis. And what we have are people saying, well, have Army teachers going to save lives. And having teachers and people who have been in the classroom are going, well, no, it's not going to save lives. I'm prone to side with somebody that's been in the classroom. <coughs> I know. You know, my, my dad and, and his wife were teachers. My, my, my dad's wife was a teacher her entire life until she retired. My dad jumped in on that probably the last 20 years of his working life. And I, I think they would probably side heavily with Jerry. And they taught at an, at an elementary school in Kansas, in, in the state of Kansas. And they had a lot of, they had a lot of problem kids that they had to deal with day in, day out. They had a lot of issues with teachers and with administration and with parents who were probably, you know, I mean, if you look at the kids and say, geez, why in the heck do they behave that way? Nine times out of ten, you can just look, turn around and look at the parents and get your sure. answer. Mm -hmm. um, ten out of ten. I'm, I'm going to give you guys a real quick uh, five-minute warning here. Uh, believe it or not, we've sailed through quite a lot of time already this morning. John, did you want to? Absolutely. You know what, to Jerry's point, what's really astonishing to me is that how many shootings have we had at Little League games? And I don't mean just like baseball, soccer, football, peewee, whatever, whatever. That is the Petri dish for where people, parents, get spooled up real tight about nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, and you're it's, and you're what, on the money. And what happens is, is that, and, and to prognosticate a little bit, there's going to come a time coming to the issue that it's not a gun issue it's a grown-up issue you're gonna find and that's why we do civil tension is so that maybe people can understand how to debate and and be and not to get their way and not to go off the deep end with a gun uh, what's gonna wind up happening when you start seeing shootings at Little League games or or, or board meetings, which I'm sure has happened. It just doesn't make the front pages. Why? Because it's not the children. It's not the. It's not our right. future. It's not the babies. You know something? There have been shootings at school board meetings. No doubt in my mind, it's an adult problem. But since we have adults in a fallen society, in a fallen world, in a sinful nature, the only thing that makes sense is to suspend gun ownership. Well, I think oh it speaks. Ouch! Jerry, please continue. I'm, I'm, I, I want to say something so bad, and the words are just not really? coming out. Go ahead. Because I'm thinking about a totally non-gun issue that happened in my school. We, when I was teaching, we had no girls' basketball team at the time, and we had a girl that was phenomenal, and she was so good. The guys on the seventh grade team and the guys on the eighth grade team elected her their captain, and one of the teams that came to play in our gym against our team the parents were sitting in this, this sorry I'm doing it um, the parents were sitting in the bleachers encouraging their children to beat this girl up 
And I finally said to them, what's the matter? Are you upset because you're getting beaten by a girl? She came into my classroom the next day. They stopped then. But she came into my classroom the next day. She had bruises all over her arms and her face. It was the parents that were encouraging that behavior. Yes. So again, it quickly becomes, and now we can see as we start peeling back this onion, an adult issue, a grown-up issue. None of these things are the, the tool of destruction, and I've said this before. To me, the tool of destruction does not matter. Somebody wants to do harm, they're going to do harm. Whether it's with their fists or their words, their words a pencil or a gun, it or a truck or an it doesn't the tool of destruction does not matter right. it's communication that matters it is understanding how to have an actual conversation and navigate adult interactions without breaking down and telling your kids pound that other kid just because that's what you want to see happen it's we can outlaw parents well and that actually could be pretty soon you know that's what? going to get rid of the problem it's, it's, have you read lord Chinese? of the flies no no it doesn't no it does not on that note folks we need to wrap up this session of civil tension episode nine that's another thank you very much for joining me i know this one got uh, uh pretty intense jerry i'm glad you ended on laughter because uh, i did not enjoy seeing the tears in your eyes a little while ago because i know these are, are things that are extremely uh, sensitive for you and but it shows that we can have these conversations and not devolve into yelling and screaming and fighting and violence that's what the whole purpose of this is just as john said a while ago yeah but john i want to meet you in the back i think i think i think i think you got your gun you got your gun in your car i think I, I think I think next week we need to uh, tackle some uh, Second Amendment issues and get some of more of John's hot takes on what's going on. <laughs> John's hot takes. Maybe we'll just call next week. Coming up on episode ten. John's hot takes. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. I really do. Really Take care. That was fun. Oh, that was that great. Was fun.